Thank you, Candy. Good morning, all. It's great to uh, be with you in God's house, worshipping together. Sunday's a great day. Just we get to come together, freely come together, worship Him. Uh, it's just, just awesome. Just uh, thanks, Amy. Uh, a story that uh, I'm sure many of you have heard, uh, but I always enjoy uh, uh, hearing this story about a battleship uh, out in the seas, doing its uh, routine uh, chores and uh, going about its business, and the weather wasn't too good, so the uh, people in the bridge are on the lookout, just making sure they can see ahead, it's clear, and uh, they're heading in the right direction as they're doing their activities, and then all of a sudden one of the lookout calls out, Captain, there's a light! Uh, bearing starboard bow. And so, the, uh, is it stationary or stern, the captain asked. And it's, it's stationary, called back the, uh, the lookout. He goes, well, message ahead to ask this to, uh, to turn 20 degrees east. So they message ahead and then back comes a message going, no, you turn 20 degrees west. And the captain's like, what? You know, what's, what's going on? Tell us, oh, I'm the captain. You turn 20 degrees east. And the message comes back, well, I'm just a second-rate sailor, but you turn 20 degrees west. And the captain's just furious. He said, this is a battleship. You must turn 20 degrees east. And back comes the message, goes, I'm a lighthouse. <laughs> We've been talking about a rise. That's been a theme that Pastor Gary has uh, had for Infuse Church Activate our connections, ramp up our worship, invest our gifts, stretch our faith, engage our communities. I want to focus on the E in Arise, engage our communities today. Now the key verse Pastor Gary's been uh, focusing this, this from is Isaiah 60 verse 1. Arise, Jerusalem. Let your light shine for all to see, for the glory of the Lord rises to shine on you. Let your light shine for all to see. But I want to also read the other verses, verse 2 to 3. Darkness as black as night covers all the nations of the earth, but the glory of the Lord rises and appears over you. All nations will come to your light. Mighty kings will come to see your radiance. There is comparison between light and darkness. Darkness covers the nations, but the glory of the Lord, light, rises over Jerusalem, the people of God. And the nations in darkness will come to your light. Not only nations, but mighty kings will see your radiance. In our call to engage our communities, I want to focus on the call to let your light shine for all to see. To explore this, I want to turn to the words of Jesus. Matthew 5, verse 14 to 16. You are the light of the world. A city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket and said, A lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Let's pray. 
Father, we thank you for the opportunity we have to be here, to gather together, to worship you, to gather around your word. Holy Spirit, I pray that as I speak this message, that you would speak through my words into the lives and hearts and, and minds of each person here. We commit this time to you. Have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. I will make a little plug here. Some of these pictures you will see, uh, some are from NASA, but some are from Godwood Photography as well. Uh, some great photos coming up there. These verses that I read are from the Beatitudes. Uh, sorry, from the Sermon on the Mount, just following the Beatitudes or the blessing. Uh, one commentator writes this, that if the Beatitudes describe the essential character of the disciples of Jesus, the salt and light metaphors indicate the influence of good in the world. You are the light. You are the light. Builds on the salt metaphor. In taking it further as to the disciples' influence in the world. The first point I want to make is, you are the light. You are the light of the world. You. Who is you? Well, I can tell you he's not on first. Because what's on first? Oh, sorry. Who's on first? What's on second? I got it wrong. And I don't know who's on third. And a few of you do love that. I love that scene too. Classic scene. Who is Jesus referring to as you? Those who listen to the teaching and words and obey his teachings of Jesus. That's who you are. And some of you said correctly, me. Yes, it is you. The disciples are followed of Jesus. You are you. That's who you are. You are the light of the world. We are the light of the world. Zach, you're the light of the world. As you're playing your sax in your events, in your, all that you do, you are the light of the world. As you teach your students, you are the light of the world. We're all the light of the world. Here, in our communities, in our homes, in the streets, you are the light of the world. Light's a common theme in Scripture. In the beginning, Genesis 1, verse 3, Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that light was good. Then he separated light from the darkness. God called light day and the darkness night. Light was spoken into existence in the beginning and it was good. Then you can follow this theme of light right throughout Scripture. Then you get to Revelation chapter 22, verse 5, And there will be no night there, no need for lamps or sun, for the Lord God will shine on them. God's light will shine on them and they will reign forever and ever. God is our eternal light. Light is good. There will come a time when darkness will be no more. Light is the basis for life. Light gives warmth gives energy to the plants so they can grow, in which we get food, shelter, oxygen. The human body releases natural radiation. There's some uh, chemistry and science in this. Heat. If you use special heat goggles, you can actually see the radiation coming out of the human body. We are naturally light emitters. Light allows us to see. And while we see just a small spectrum of light, Roy G. Biv, anyone remember that in, from science class? 
uh, consisting of wavelengths from 400 nanometers to 700 or so nanometers. Light covers, however, a far greater spectrum from gamma rays to X-rays to radio waves and microwaves. These are all part of the electromagnetic spectrum light. Here's a fascinating fact. Did you know light travels at the speed of light? <laughs> yeah, I thought you didn't know that one. <laughs> Approximately 300 kilometers per second. That's 1,000 million and 80 1,080 million kilometers per hour. I'm trying to just even fathom how fast that is. I mean, it takes light from the sun around 500 seconds to get to the earth. This is how fast light travels. Nothing apparently can travel faster than light. And God spoke light into existence. He spoke light into existence. The Bible contrasts a difference between light and dark. D.A. Carson writes, Light is a universal religious symbol. In the Old Testament, as in the New Testament, it most frequently symbolizes purity as opposed to filth, truth as opposed to error, the presence as opposed to abandonment by God. While there appears to be a conflict, some other worldviews suggest there is a balance, the yin and the yang. While there's a clear contrast between light and dark, I want to say there is no conflict because when light enters, darkness goes. Darkness is essentially the absence of light. Therefore, darkness in its essence doesn't exist. It's the absence of light. This is natural and spiritual. Where there is light, there is no Darkness. We read that in Revelation. There will be a time where there will be no more darkness because God in His presence, we will just be in the midst of that and don't even need these artificial lights because God shines eternally. I remember once as a kid, we went on a holiday and uh, we went down to the coast to the, to the uh, uh, hotel and uh, after the dinner time, my dad wanted to take us down to have a spa and as we went down to the spa, there were some uh, younger men and women in there. And uh, I was too young to really appreciate what was going on. But from what Dad tells of the story, uh, the conversation and the smell, although I can't remember the smell, wasn't quite appropriate for kids. And, uh, and Dad, this was Dad's holiday. This is our first night. Um, uh, and so he's come down. He's gone, what does he do? Is he going to let this start his holiday and let darkness rule over his holiday. And he goes, no. In quoting this in his head, Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. You are the light of the world. He grabbed my hand and my sister's hand, and we went in and did a bomb. No, no, no. Um, hopped in the spa, and very soon as we entered into that spa, those few people that were there decided it was time to head upstairs. When light came in, Darkness fleed. Darkness disappeared. When you bring light into dark places, darkness goes. It disappears. It runs away. It, it, it's gone. It's just gone. It's physics. It's natural law. It's spiritual. Arise, church. You are the light of the world. How can we be the light of the world? Because Jesus is the light. 
Matthew writes earlier in, in um, chapter 4, this is 14 to 16, this fulfilled what God said through the prophet Isaiah. In the land of Zebulon and of Naphtali, beside the sea, beyond the Jordan River, in Galilee, where so many Gentiles live, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And those who lived in the land where death cast its shadow, a light has shined. Matthew is declaring that Jesus is fulfilling the prophecy of Isaiah 9. Jesus is the light. John says in 8 verse 12, quoting Jesus, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't walk in darkness because you have light that leads to life. John again writes in 1 John 1.5, God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. Because darkness is the absence of light. And Jesus, who is the light of the world, is in you. Therefore, you are the light of the world. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 4, For God who said, let there be light in the darkness, has made this light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. We now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. The light of the world is in us, in these fragile jars of clay, broken and cracked. And it's through that that God can shine out. God shines out through our fragile clay jars. This light is not because of my power. It's not because of your power. It's because of God's power. God is the power source for this light. God's light in you allows you to be the light of the world. 1 John 3.24, those who obey God's commands, commandments remain in fellowship with him and he with them. As you know, he lives in us because the Spirit gave us life, uh, give, gave us lives in uh, us, sorry, and we know he lives in us because the spirit he gave us lives in us. I got that right. We are in fellowship with him. The light of the world is in us. Jesus in us, us in him. He is in us. The light is in, in us. I want to be in the light as you're in the light. I want to shine like the stars in the heaven. Oh Lord, be my light and be my salvation. All I want is to be in the light. Bit of DC talk there. I love what John adds to the statement though. And we know he lives in us because the spirit he gave us lives in us. Church, if you have the Holy Spirit in you, God is in you and you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. But let's not miss the first part there. It's those who obey God's commandments remain in fellowship with him and he in them. Those who obey. 
To be light, we need to obey. We need to walk in the light. Walk in the light. That's how we let our light shine, by obeying by obeying his word. Now, light comes with an energy source. You know, the sun is about 15 million degrees Celsius, sufficient to sustain thermonuclear fusion. That's hot. But it's that energy in there that allows the sun to burn and be bright that then we can benefit here on earth. This light in this room are powered by electricity. We just turn on the switch and then it comes on. A torch has batteries and all we need to do is turn it on. All we've got to do is allow this Holy Spirit in our lives and turn on the Holy Spirit and the light comes forth. Let the light shine. Just turn it on. And there's light. We got there. All we've got to do is turn it on. God's the power source. You're already the light of the world. Just turn it on. Turn it on. You are the light of the world. Allow the Holy Spirit to be active in your life. Turn on the Holy Spirit, if I can say that that way. Obey the teachings of Jesus. It's all, it all goes together. You are the light of the world. Connect to the power source. When Moses came out of the presence of God, he was glowing. He was radiant. Exodus 34, when Moses came down from Mount Sinai, carrying the two stone tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant, he wasn't aware that his face had become radiant because he had spoken with the Lord. So when Aaron and the people of Israel saw the radiance of Moses' face, they were afraid to come near him. And verse 35 says, And the people of Israel would see the radiant glow of his face. So he'd put a veil over his face until he returned to speak to the Lord. When you've been in the presence of the Lord, our power source, you're radiant. You become radiant. You glow. Do people see the radiant glow in your face? Are you spending enough time connected to the power source that when you're out and about, that your light is shining, that you're glowing in the midst and people can see what's, what's different about you? What's different? What's shining out of your life? It's Jesus. It's Jesus. People don't, people see a radiant face. Like a city on a hill, you can't hide it. A lit up city can't be hidden. Like some of those pictures up there that you can see, you can see the city in the background from the satellite one to, to the, the landscape uh, pictures. Don't try to hide it. Don't put a lamp under a basket. I remember hearing stories, and some of you would, would probably know this more so than me, living through it, is that during a time of war, I remember hearing grandparents talk, talk about these stories. They were told to, to turn off the lights and even to cover up all the windows, blacken all the windows, so that no light was able to be seen outside. Because from far away, you can't hide a lit-up city. 
And so it was planned to make that city as dark as possible so if the enemy was coming, they couldn't see where the cities were because it was dark. It was dark. You can't hide a lit up city. Dietrich Bonhoeffer wrote, A community of Jesus that seeks to hide itself has ceased to follow him. Did you get that? A community of Jesus that seeks to hide itself has ceased to follow him. A lamp is lit up to light the room so all can see. To be Christian is to let your light shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. That's enough. (laughs) Yeah, Pastor Gary often finishes the service. You are lit up to light up. I know sometimes I miss the profoundness of that in what he says. There is such truth and power in what he has said in that as we finish these services often on Sunday. You are lit up to light up. You are lit up so you can be the light of the world. Going from here, connected to your power source, although you don't have to connect here to God, but here's one way where we come together and connect together to be lit up so that as you go out, you light up. You light up. Be the light of the world. Light naturally draws a crowd. Light attracts insects. That's sometimes good and bad. Light keeps predators away. Well, unless you consider a moth a predator. Just as people are drawn to natural light, people are drawn to you. Let your light shine. How do you let your light shine? Verse 16 in Matthew. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that they may praise your heavenly Father. In the same way, likewise, like what? Like letting your light shine. Let your good deeds shine out for all to see. C. One commentary writes about this passage. The indicative, you are the light of the world, is at the same time a claim that must be made real in deeds. In Jesus making out this metaphor, he's not just telling a nice little story. He's stating a fact of what it means to be light. There is real action required for This, good deeds, good works. Jesus was full of good deeds, full of good works. Healing, helping, feeding people. You can read about them in the Gospels. But in the Beatitudes, there's several things he says just in the Beatitudes, sorry, the Beatitudes, the Sermon on the Mount. 
He talks about being careful about being angry. Uh, don't call others idiot. Oops. Be reconciled to that person. Don't commit adultery. Don't seek revenge. Turn the other cheek. Go the extra mile. Do good things. Love your enemies. <laughs> Give to the needy. Pray fast. Don't judge. Matthew seven twelve, known as the golden rule, perhaps summarizes all of Jesus' teaching. A very simple principle for shining our light. It says, do to others what you would, have, would like them to do to you. This is the essence of all that is taught in the law and the prophets. Do to others. Do to others. How do you do good? Well, think about how you would like to be treated. This is what this passage is saying. This, this is the one where Jesus said, this summarizes the law and the prophets. Well, think about how you want to be treated, then treat people the same way. Do the same to them. How you want to be treated, do this to them. It's that simple. If you would like people to say hi to you, well, guess what? Say hi to others. It's not whether they say hi to you back. It's not about that. You do first. You treat them that way. If they reply appropriately, then that's great. But it's not about that. It's you do. You do the good deeds. Treat others. Do to others as you would want them to treat you. Paul echoes Jesus' teaching in Galatians 6.10. Therefore, whenever we have opportunity, we should do good to everyone especially those in the family of faith. Now, this is, just not, this is not just a New Testament teaching. Proverbs 3.27, Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due, when it is in your power to act. This is a proverb, an instruction that is useful for giving us advice on how to live, practically live. You know, the festival of Pentecost is celebrated around allowing the poor and the foreigner to harvest the grain along the edges of your fields. We read that in Leviticus. The festival in which we celebrate our Pentecostalness, if that's a word, is celebrated around doing good deeds to others, allowing them to harvest the edge of the crops. Paul instructs Timothy, to be totally committed to doing good deeds. He tells the church in Ephesus, you are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. You are created for good. You're created to good things. This is our purpose this is our destiny to do good things. James says in 127, pure and general religion in the sight of God the Father means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. Authentic Christianity is doing good for others, especially the vulnerable. As children of the light, do good. Do Good. Be committed to doing good deeds. 
You know, I was reading just uh, in preparation for this, and I came across a, a, a reference to the Soviet Republic. They understood the power of good deeds. In fact, they banned Christians from doing good deeds in 1918. Rick Rorschach and Eric Swanson note, because the church in Russia could no longer do good works, the church became irrelevant. The church became irrelevant within 70 years. And they write, take away service and you take away the church's power, influence and evangelistic effectiveness. The power of the gospel is combining its life-changing message with selfless service. The power of the gospel is combining its life-changing message with selfless service. Church, you're created to be the light of the world. So be the light by shining good deeds. First, to the family of faith, as Paul says in Galatians. First, to the family of faith. Paul instructs the people to do good to each other. A good works to each other is a light for others to see. When they see out there how much we care for each other, they're like, I want to be in that group. They look after each other. How do I join your group? That's part of our light, caring for one another. It's attractive. People want to be part of that. This resonates with Jesus' words in John 13. If you love one another, sorry, your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Your love for one another will show the world we are disciples of Jesus. We are the family of God. We are to do good to everyone, especially the family. But as Paul said, we're to do good to everyone. Do good works for everyone. This includes our enemies. Doing good to those who hurt us is also loving our enemies. Jesus said in Luke 35, 6.35, Love your enemies. Do good to them. Love your enemies. Do good to them. This is tough. You might say, Dean, but you don't know my neighbours. Yeah, you're right, I don't. But Jesus does. Jesus does. If the Holy Spirit who transformed Saul, who persecuted the church to become Paul, who wrote most of the New Testament that we read today, and that same Holy Spirit to transform you from where you were, and, and Candy alluded to part of her testimony, to where we are today, that same Holy Spirit, that same God can transform your neighbor, the person down the street. Mary Shuler, the author of our book, The Nine Arts of Spiritual Conversations, writes, Welcoming is simply the act of showing unconditional acceptance to people without any expectations of replication. Yeah, thank you. 
When you welcome people into your life and activities, you are reflecting Christ's love and acceptance. When people experience the warmth of your welcome, they are drawn to it as they would to a light in the darkness or a fire on a chilly night. When they have a taste like a sample of savory food, they want more. This is the action that speaks to any culture across any language, race, or religious divide. In this way, we are following Jesus' instruction in Matthew 5 to be light and salt to people we know. Church, it's time to arise. It's time to engage our communities. It's time to be the light of the world. It's time to do good deeds. And it can be as simple as welcoming, welcoming our neighbor into our world. Church, you are called to be the light of the world. This means we are to shine by doing good work so that all may see including those who hurt us, so that, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. We do these works so that they will praise our heavenly Father. We are lights directing people to Jesus so they will praise our God, our Creator. But here's the thing. We still do good works, whether they decide to praise him or not. Yeah, I want all people to know Jesus. I want all people to come in and praise him and experience the life that he gave his life for us to live. But whether they choose to or not doesn't stop whether I decide whether to do good deeds or not. A light doesn't distinguish between who's going to get better light or not. A light shines for all to see whether we want to adhere to the direction of the light or not. But our goal is that they would all come to know the Father. Our part is to do the good works. Our part is to let our light shine. The Holy Spirit is the one who does the conviction. That's it. You are the light of the world. Thanks, Luke, if you'd like to come up. If you haven't received Jesus this morning, the light of the world into your life, you can this morning. You can start shining today, reflecting his light in you. What we need to do is believe in Jesus. Believe that he is God's son, that he came to earth, died on the cross for us and rose again on the third day and ascended, sitting next to the right hand of the Father. Believe in Jesus. Repent from your sinful life. That just means turn around. You were going this way, but I decided to turn around. No, I'm going to leave that behind and go a new way, and that is to follow Jesus and accept him into your life to be your leader, to be your Lord. Today, if if you have, I know many of us have, and I'm not sure of everyone here, but if you haven't, I want to invite you to accept Jesus this morning. Normally we say, let's close our eyes and bow our heads. But we're in the light. 
many of us have already made this decision. If you haven't this morning, while the lights are on, while people are looking, if the Holy Spirit's stirring you, He's given you the, cult, the, the boldness, why don't you just give us a wave? If anyone's here this morning, say, you know what? I haven't accepted Jesus. I need Jesus in my life. Anyone here this morning, put your hand up so we can see you and we'd love to pray with you this morning. Is there anyone? For us who have Jesus in our life, I want to now encourage you to be the light of the world. You may be struggling to shine the light by doing good deeds. Well, it's time to turn the light on. Get connected to the power source again. Recharge those batteries and turn the light on. Maybe you just need an extra boost this morning or a jump start. You need the Holy Spirit to be afresh in your life this morning. We're going to close shortly with a song. And if you need that fresh touch, if you just need something to re- re-kick in your life to let that light shine again, to recharge that battery, I encourage you to come out and plug in to the power source this morning so that the Holy Spirit can recharge your batteries In fact, if you haven't experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit, this morning, why don't you step forward? Have that power boost alive in your life as the Spirit enables you. That's what Pentecost is. That's what the baptism of the Holy Spirit is. It's an empowering experience. Empowers us to be His witnesses, to be the light of the world. And with that, you'll come with the gift of speaking in tongues, with boldness to speak the good news of Jesus Christ and to do good deeds, to do good works. If you need the power of God in your life this morning, to be a lighthouse, not just a, a beacon in the ocean. Beacons are helpful, but be a powerful lighthouse. If you need a fresh touch to ramp up the power in your life this morning as we sing this, why don't you come forward? Why don't you come forward?